Well, Aaron, get get all just slim le cocktails, cocks, galata o'clock apart. Is inta conrade? Go will shas keply and winchamak. Ek tespantas an oliog. Agus nak inta con heritage ito, Doctor Tony Scott. Agus Doctor Tom Burke on rod a quirshid erin seal. Agus an made tine ta takatriad. Blean in your blean, Augustan Kaidan, Ek Ortun Tom Kalier. May I just say what a great pleasure it is to be here to be opening the Young Scientist and Technology Exhibition 2024. Uh, both on my own behalf and Sabina's behalf, we all would regard this as one of the great events of the, the, the year. And of course, I'd be able to abstract all the energy that is around the place, because there is always a great deal of energy. Of course, more of it is in evidence when the judging is over, I think. <laughs> Since the first Young Scientist competition, almost 60 years ago, and as I have said in, 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 in the Irish language, what a great legacy Dr. Tony Scott and Dr. Tom Burke have in fact created when one thinks about it, is that hundreds of thousands of science students have demonstrated their curiosity, their skills, talents, and ingenuity. And this year, from the 2042 projects that have been submitted, it has involved 343 schools in 30 counties across the entire island of Ireland. And from those, of course, as you will know better than me, 550 projects were, compete, were selected to compete here at the ODS. So as I have said, Chris Liam Lagartena and I just want to congratulate all of the students themselves, but also the teachers, because really over that 60 years, there have been inspirational teachers in different schools who've encouraged students to become involved, and we owe them a, a, a great deal. This year, is, they, it changes every year too. For example, while I think this year again, there are a number of projects dealing with nearly all of the important areas of life, health and well-being, but now too, artificial intelligence, diversity, inclusion, and of course, what is most important, climate change and ecology and also, as well, new applications of technology. I, looking at the list that has been chosen, I think that the exhibits that we'll see today and over the coming days, their connection with the issues and challenges we face together in relation to our shared, vulnerable planet are incredibly important. And I want to suggest that it is there's no, it is a great time to be a young scientist. Yes, a challenging time of interacting crisis, be it ecological, social, and economic times, but it is so potentially fulfilling to know that the choices that you will make will have effects that are important, not just for your own time, but for the very possibility of life itself in its diverse forms. Your work can affect the possibility of all of us and future generations having a future on what is a vulnerable planet. And this year, 
we cannot ignore the fact that so many of the most advanced developments in science and technology are being used as tools of war and destruction. So a new generation of young scientists has yet to turn science and technology for universal benefit, be it in terms of ecological responsibility, food security, universal basic services. So that's why it is all to be gained, really, by the next generation of science and technologists. And I think that the best of scientific achievements come through what is celebrated here every year, and that is cooperation in the discovery of science. So I want to suggest that as a young scientist, you will achieve the greatest impact, deliver the most influential results when you locate your contribution within a commitment as a concerned and contributing global citizen. For the curiosity that is science is, after all, it's an instinct that is grounded in the betterment of society, in sustaining not only humanity's advances in addressing challenges, but in opening opportunities for a shared fulfillment of life for which good science is so critical for the ongoing pursuit of a more just, peaceful, inclusive and sustainable world. And it, I suggest to you, when I was preparing my remarks today for today, it's very moving to read in the biographies of the greatest scientific minds, their depression at seeing science and its technological instruments and outputs being employed for the pursuit of war and conflict of instruments in the service of violence that will not lead to any constructive approach as might achieve the necessary conditions for the coinditions, for the coexistence of all and different species in conditions of peace, for which we all of us must aspire. And those accounts that those writers at the end of their lives wrote, they fall way shorter, I think. They spoke of we're not reaching the human aspirations involved, of maybe being on the edge almost of a category of species failure, of capitulation to what is short-term and consumable, of missing possibility, but surely the best use of a person's talents and the location of a person's gift then is in that kind of publicly moral context of working for the benefit of all humanity. And it's one of the reasons that I always have accepted the decision to come and be, the privilege it is for me as President of Ireland to speak to young people interested in science and its delivery. And there's so much that we can celebrate. There are really marvellous contributions of science. Perhaps the example of a positive role science has played in providing scientific evidence of climate change and biodiversity loss. We wouldn't have the good discourse we have if it hadn't been for the contribution of scientists. And I think that contribution is an existential one, reminding us of our future shared existence on this planet and its vulnerability and of also the importance of biodiversity in every living thing that inhabits it. And these are great achievements, and so also the contribution of science in telling us that we can prepare for, 
we can anticipate and prevent pandemics. I think that science too has helped to inform a social, economic and political debate on the urgent need to reduce greenhouse gas emissions so that we can stay, remain within the planet's ecological boundaries and protect the earth and all the life on it from the catastrophic consequences of global warming and biodiversity loss. I think too, in the last couple of years in particular, there's been an expansion of projects from young scientists who are reminding us that the economy is embedded in an ethical purpose and offers the best prospects for sustainability and efficiency in the long term when this is recognised. And we had actually, the good news is, in the terms of the lodging of the economy in social responsibility, that is underway. But so also is the notion that science, when it is embedded in human purpose in a universal way, is at its best. And several of the projects which we will see at the Young Scientists this year, they do relate to artificial intelligence, for example, which is exciting technological development that carries the potential to be transformative, even emancipatory in the life sciences industry by enabling faster and more accurate diagnosis for health and treatment plans, drug development. Yet it raises, too, a whole range of ethical considerations that cannot be ignored. Will it be delivered for the widest possible public, even universal benefit? Then, of course, there are issues that challenge people in relation to what is appropriate regulation and delivery. And these are first order public and moral choices that cannot be neglected unless you want to be a passive observer and have no interest. And there are so many, I think, when I spoke last year and other years as well, there are such great role models now that can serve as great inspiration for young scientists. I have mentioned it and I mention it again. Nobel laureate William C. Campbell from Donegal, whose research on river blindness led to the drug, which was made available to all by Mark from 1987, leading 30 years later to 3 billion treatments being delivered and river blindness being eliminated in Central and South America and very significantly reduced in Africa. We think of Francis Rind, a doctor at the Meath Hospital who developed the first hypodermic syringe with which he administered the world's first ever pain-relieving injection in 1844. These are great scientists. John L Jolly of County Offaly, developing the radiotherapy for the treatment of cancer. Last year, I bestowed a Presidential Distinguished Service Award on Professor Theresa Lamb an Irish scientist working at Oxford University's Jenner Institute and co worked on co-designing the AstraZeneca vaccine, the most widely used vaccine against COVID-19 in the world. And all of these scientists, including perhaps most notably Dr. Campbell, fall into that great tradition exemplified by the great Dr. Jonas Salk, who believed that scientific discovery should benefit all without borders, state, or economic, or income. So for, after all, surely knowledge is for sharing, and the practice of science and the appropriate delivery of its work through appropriate technology should flow to all, unimpeded by boundaries of nations or income. 
Which type of science in which to engage involves a personal curiosity combined with commitment and capacity. The motivation to deliver on this is inescapably powerful and moral. My friend, the late Mike Cooley, put it like this. He said, science and technology is not given. It was made by people like us. If it's not doing for us what we want, we have a right and a responsibility to change it. And I have in recent times been suggesting in speeches the belief that it is in the most populated areas of the planet that science now offers maybe some of the most exciting deliveries and prospects. For example, in relation to Africa, science can be applied to deliver a transformative agenda. Africa being the continent of the young, the continent where by 2030, Young Africans are expected to constitute 42% of the world's youth population. And may you deliver your results in science and curiosity and technology where they will be appreciated by the populated planet. And I have been very fortunate to have met the winners of the Kenyan Young Scientific Awards. It was an occasion which gave me great hope that practical scientific solutions to the problems facing Africa can be developed and delivered by Africans themselves, drawing on advances and innovations together with their own traditional knowledge and wisdom. Their immense, immense background of native wisdom. And when I was speaking in Rome recently, in January, I spoke about the benefits of science that can be shared to help us create a resilient, food-secure world. For what a moral outrage it has become. What a great failure with all the material resources available, given our boundless capacity for creativity and innovation and joy and love, that the fruits of science and technology remain directed in so many parts of the world, not on the ending of global hunger or famine, or the promotion and preservation of peace, or indeed on reducing sources of inequality, but on the pursuit of ever more deadly technologies as instruments of war. And indeed that the results of science and technology are so often abused too in the promotion through irresponsible advertising of a model of consumption and insatiable accumulation as the most desirable, even inevitable version of a life of fulfillment. Life has to be better than that. And when scientists combine for work for peace, it carries a special valuable authority. May all become activists for that sustainable, peaceful world. And I hope that we acknowledge that the fruits of science have revolutionized life, enabling tremendous social change, humankind benefiting in so many areas of life. But I think we must also realize and have the courage to confront it that the misuse of scientific knowledge has been, and can be, and will be in the future, disastrous for us all. For science is never neutral. Science, as you all know as practitioners, can be implied to generate ever more sophisticated weapons and instruments of death at ever more remote distances and destruct that are used to generate fear and devastation for populations while supporting an insatiable drive of the military-industrial complexes who have little accountability 
overwhelming, overweening influence, and whose principal purpose is the generation of profits, even at the cost of undermining democratic accountability through corruption, unaccountable lobbying, and bribery in continents where millions are starving and struggling, and societies lack basic conditions for survival. So young scientists, it is a great time to be young to be able to achieve in your generation what was not achieved in others. Great opportunities, great responsibilities to build and enhance that consciousness of the importance of working within an ethical framework, a consciousness that must be central to any scientific endeavor, one that helps guide our youth and application of scientific curiosity and discovery. As Pope Francis put it, the drive towards scientific achievements must always be directed to the needs of fraternity, justice, and peace in order to help meet the great challenges facing our human family and our environment. And it is good, too, that in science there are advances in terms of gender equality. So while it is true that since 2015, when the world leaders that great human moment of hope that was the Sustainable Development Goals emphasized the importance of education, gender equality, inclusive infrastructure, and we have seen some improvements. In most countries, however, while women represent a majority of all graduates from third-level education, less than 30% of researchers worldwide are women, and less than a third of all female students globally go on in terms of the related fields in higher education of science, technology, engineering, and maths. That's why it's so significant that it's worth really having this again, that so many females are participating and doing so well in, 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 in events like this. The statistics in Ireland on a headcount basis, just 35% of all those involved in STEM research in Ireland are female, compared with 50% in countries like Argentina, Latvia, New Zealand, Thailand, and Venezuela. But I think, and I finish by saying this and saying this is very important, about the discoveries in science. Science involves some of the most valuable forms of cooperative work. It is that that makes possible not only what is planned, but what is serendipitous. So I can be asking you to seek and to continue to work possibilities for cooperation with each other and beyond the boundaries of states in your endeavors. It is through the sharing of scientific ideas that we share the joy of scientific discovery that cooperation facilitates. As I have said, even all those wonderful serendipitous discoveries thus advancing the truly emancipatory potential of science for society and for all of life, ensuring that the fruits of science can contribute solutions to the great global, social, economic, and ecological challenges we face together, and advance the possibilities of fulfillment for all that are there beyond the narrow provision of a source of wealth for any single individual or corporation. It is, in the end, the principal commitment is the commitment to humanity. And that is the test as to what is the most valuable and what will endure and what, in fact, 
is the best possible way of delivering a life of curiosity and scientific work. And it is my hope that your participation in Young Scientist will continue to drive your interest and determination to continue to play a role in science, its application, and also in a great way that when we look back, how did I spend my energy? I spent it by having the bigger vision for all humanity rather than any narrower vision. Trislilimeth Eliog, Agusquim Gakrag, Spanakni Won, Danshak Danshak, Akhtantaoki. I so wish you all well. Enjoy the week. And what is more than that as well, I think, enjoy the company of each other and enjoy thinking about it all and thinking about how you are setting about changing the world. May you succeed. Bear back. Go to market.